Three days in a row this weekend. This is so intimate, this This setup. really is. It's really, it's beautiful, to be honest. Rich mahogany. I, this is probably not mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue with our Verizon IndyCar Series post-race press conference, joined now by the winner of the Honda Indy Toronto, excuse me, Honda, well, also the window of the Honda Indy Toronto. Not, not inaccurate, yeah. Yes, not inaccurate, but also the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Joseph, congratulations, a uh, back-to-back win for you on the Verizon IndyCar Series schedule. First of all, take us through that pass uh, of, of your teammate Will Power on lap 13 as uh, you were challenging for the win. Well, I, you know, I felt like we were a little stronger at the start. Um, you know, Will was good, and, and we, we had a decent gap to, to Kuma, I think. Um, you know, we were holding fairly steady, but he just, I think Will was struggling a little more than me, and I, I just didn't want to wait behind him. You know, we were either going to pass him on track in a you know, straight-up pass, or we were going to pass him in a pit, pit cycle. That was our plan. And I just didn't want to wait until the pits. You know, I felt like I had an opportunity, and so I just tried to time something and, and pull a move on him. And, um, you know, he gave me a lot of racing room, like, like a great teammate. Um, you know, I think he knew we were a little bit quicker, so he gave me good room. And then once we got past him, I thought we were really fast. So uh, it was a good day. It was pretty, pretty smooth for the most part. It's still stressful. It's always stressful, even when the car's fast. But, um, you know, it seemed like the car was working on reds, blacks. didn't really matter. It just got better throughout the race and as the track gripped up. Um, only real drama was the restart. You know, it felt like we were on the wrong tire again, kind of like Road America. But fortunately, we had a little bit of a buffer with a car in between. But even even with that, I, I thought Gutierrez was going to run into us in turn four there for a second. Um, but we seemed to skate through. So after that, it, it, once we got the tires cleaned up from all the marbles, then it seemed to be pretty good to the end. As you were saying, you passed Will Power and then really broke out to a really nice lead. What were you thinking when you saw that full course yellow come out late in the race? I just the wrong time, you know, it's kind of like Road America, you know, there wasn't much time to build temperature on the blacks, and we had the discussion what tires we wanted to use, and I, I felt like if we, you know, we had like a 10 second gap, I said if we, if we maintain this gap till the pit stop, let's go to black tires again, I think that was the right call, and then the, the caution just falls at the wrong point, you know, if it falls halfway through a stint, it's a little bit easier, because the reds don't come on as strong at the beginning, but you know, when, when reds are brand new and we're brand new blacks, it's really difficult on the restarts problem I had was I had so much pickup on that caution period I was just trying to clear the tires off coming to the the restart zone and like they were I've never seen chunks of rubber just fly off the tires like they did it was unbelievable it was like my tires were raining in reverse style it was nuts Um, so I was like well that's not good and um, we got going and I couldn't turn I just could not I I got all all low speed stuff turned five the, the car would not turn it was just flat sliding there was no grip and so it was really difficult to get going those first three laps. But as soon as that cleaned up and the tire came in, then the car was very fast again. It just was getting through that, that um, pickup period where, you know, we cleaned off the tires. Once they cleaned off and they came to, then it was, it was fine after that. So it was a little anxiety for sure. But, you know, luckily uh, there was no incident on the restart, and we were able to build a gap and just kind of manage it from there. That was, that was really the key. I know you just found out this information a few minutes ago, but you have the points lead now heading into the last four races of the that, season. Yeah. What uh, are your thoughts being in that position as the race, as the season is coming to a close? I think it's great. You know, we got to keep building the gap, hopefully. And, uh, you know, maintaining it's certainly the, the number one key. But if we can keep building the gap and, and increase it, that's going to only help for Sonoma. So I think that'll be our goal, not to have any bad races, try and build the gap. And um, it's, it's going to come down to Sonoma, you know, regardless of what happens. It's always going to be the case with double points so um, we just got to be as strong and as steady as we can and make sure that we can decide our own destiny going into Sonoma you know it's it's tough when you're like 50 points behind and you have to have 
someone else finish in a certain position. I, I would like to be in a position where the winner of Sonoma wins the championship. You know, that's, that's a good position to be in. So if we can do that, I'll be pretty happy. Questions, starting with Bruce. Uh, at Toronto, you said it'd be nice to win a race at a place you hadn't yeah. won it before. Well, you finally did that here. So what's it like winning a new place? And That's I have good. A you know, we've been close here. I, I, I think I've been close here before with uh, certainly with uh, CFH Racing and uh, ECR. Get my years mixed up. There's a lot of different names in there. But uh, we've been close before here. You know, I feel like we've always found speed and it certainly wasn't missing with Team Penske. You know, they have great cars. I think all four of us have been fast this weekend. But, you know, we've been good at other places this year. I really felt like we could have won Road America. That's been a good track for us. Um, you know, I think Phoenix should have been a better weekend for us. So I don't feel like we were lacking too much in places we haven't won. It just it was nice to get something in a, in a track that I haven't had previous history of winning a race. So that was great. I just liked it for the, the two-car guys. So um, it's fun for me. It's fun for them. And also, I'm sure that uh, Jim Campbell's not going to let you accept this, but you swept all the Honda races this year. That's, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. You know, that's what we want to do with Chevy Power. Um, we, we'd like to sweep in the backyard of Honda. And it's, <laughs> it's funny you bring this up. We were getting introduced on stage. You know, they had all the Honda, like, execs and, and art. St. Cyr was there, too. And I just really wanted to just promote Chevrolet in that moment so hard and I like kind of I wussed out and I didn't say anything about Chevrolet on stage on the intros and I told Art I was like I was gonna take you down and he was he wasn't happy about it <laughs> no it's okay I actually really like Art's a great guy but it's uh they're a great they're they're obviously a, a wonderful um they're a wonderful manufacturer obviously they've been doing very well this year they're they're hard to beat I've been on that side before I've I've done a lot of races with Honda engines and and the Honda people, so they're they're very good at what they do. But um, it's nice being with Chevrolet. Let me tell you, all my all my IndyCar wins have come with Chevy Power, their reliability and and their fuel mileage. So you know I have nothing but excellent things to say about Chevrolet. And and it's always it always feels good when you're on a Chevy team and you win in a, a Honda race. So I think Jim, the Chevy boys, can be very happy and proud of that. Yeah, Joseph, do you, do you leave here feeling like you just had a dominant victory? I mean this this. Seem like it's about as dominant a win as you can have in this current state of IndyCars. I mean, but uh, what's just your f sense as you leave here in that regard? Well, you know, I mean, I never get, you know, too invested in comments or, you know, anything like anything that's said in the press or, but I, I just, I feel like no one can take anything away from this win. You know, with this team on the two car side, I feel like we really did a great job today. There was no luck involved in that. You know, we just, we went out and won the race. And so no one can take anything away from those guys on the two car. Um, you know, a lot of people thought we, you know, we won the race on the yellow in, in Toronto and that's not untrue, but I felt like we had a winning car too. So uh, it's, it's good for those guys. They know they can win a race straight up, no problem. And they have the pace, they have the ability to do it. And, you know, I've got all the faith in the world in, in that team. They, they know how to win championships and, and races. So I feel like I'm with the best group out there and I feel, feel good about being able to have a day like this with them. It, it makes, you know, everyone feel really good about what we're doing, I think. Were you surprised that Gutierrez took a shot on the restart? I mean, what, what, was, what was just your reaction in the cockpit, I guess? Oh, excuse me. I wasn't talking into this, but you could hear I, me. Yeah, no, I got you. I, 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 you know, I wasn't surprised, I guess. I, I figured Tim even said something. Tim was like, hey, you need, you need to watch out. Gutierrez, is, he was on red tires. You know, he's probably going to try and, you know, be a hero getting his lap back here, which was not the thing to do, I don't 
think in that situation when you're on the last stint. I mean, you're not going to really be able to do much getting your lap back. So, the, you know, I was talking to the guys. I talked to Ray Hall and, and Will about it. It was probably something we need to address again. You know, we've, talk, we've had this discussion about lap cars before. Um, you know, we probably need to have a discussion about how we handle it again with just the procedure. You know, he has, per the rules, he has every right to actually try and pass me. You know, it's, it's not against the rules. It's not against what we do right now in IndyCar. So, you know, there's really nothing wrong that he did. But, you know, is that the right procedure to have? I, I don't know anymore, you know. And, and it's easy winning the race saying, wow, we need to change this because we're running up front. But I feel like there's a common sense amongst the, the paddock that we probably need to have an, another discussion about it. So, you know, it didn't end bad. It, it was all fine. You know, he's a, he's a talented driver. He's been in a lot of series. So I think he handled it fine. And there's nothing that bad that came out of it. So, you know, fortunately, we don't have to talk about something like that. So, of course, naturally, my follow-up is about that. Um, but you've raced him before, I feel like, in maybe GP3 in the past, so yep. you kind of know him a little bit. Were you expecting him to race you like that? And kind of how new is he to this IndyCar world where, you know, this is only his sixth or seventh race or something, so he's new to that? Well, that's really w why I thought he would do it, because he's so new here. And, you know, I, I don't know why, but it, it just seemed like he was going to do something like that, where he's going to try and get his lap back. And, you know, I tried to get as good of a jump as I could and then just watch him. And, you know, I saw him locked up in my mirror, and I go, well, I can't really go anywhere. And so I left a little bit of room on the inside, not a lot, but I left a little bit just to give him some space. And, you know, I was just waiting. I was like, he's either going to hit me or he's not. And he didn't. So we, once we got to the corner, then it was just fine. Um, but I was expecting it. I was expecting something like that. And, um, you know, after we got through that, it actually kind of helped me a little bit build a gap to Will. So, you know, it was probably a good thing after we got through the start. Uh, Joseph, uh, <clears throat> second time this year I've got to say this, uh, someone from Tennessee, congratulations, you've done the Volunteer State proud again. Thanks, man. Third Thank time you. this year. Uh, three wins this year, ties a career best. Being the championship leader carries a lot of pressure. Are you worried at all about Gateway being the only track coming up at which you don't have experience? Oh, probably not. I actually like tracks that I don't have experience at. Not a lot of guys will. You know, they're... Guys have experience. Some guys have experience from old Gateway with the old car, but you know it's completely different now with this new car, um, DW12, that no one's run there with. So I feel actually really good about that. I think it's an advantage to come out of the box stronger than everyone. It provides an advantage for us at Team Penske to, to do a better job than everybody. So I'm not worried about that. I'm actually really excited about Gateway. I think it'll be strong for us. And then, you know, it's more so the tracks like Pocono. Um, Pocono could be tough for us. Watkins could be potentially tough for us too. When you look at the nature of the track and the way that Honda and Chevrolet have been battling where their strengths and weaknesses are, Gateway is actually not a place I worry about. I think Pocono and, and Watkins are more concerned, specifically Pocono. Other questions? Yes, Patrick. Speaking of concerns, let's just pretend Esteban's not there. Do you still think you got willpower covered? Tough to say. You know, I was on the wrong tire for sure. Um, at least on the start, you know. I think as the stint went on, like I said, when we had that 10-second gap, I'd have picked the blacks all day because we have a big gap. I know that I'm going to be better over the stint. But when you're just talking about the pure start, you don't want to be on those tires. It's the wrong thing to be on. So I was really concerned about where we were at. I, I, I think we would have held Will off, but it's impossible to say. Maybe he would have gotten me. I have no idea. So I was happy I had a buffer, probably – you know, happy to have the buffer, even with the concern that Esteban was new and might do something like that, but still happy to have that. I think it, it helped more than it hurt. 
how about the way this all shakes out with the points? Uh, you've brought Scott Dixon back into a big group of drivers. You've got a slight lead, albeit very small, in uh, you know the, the second place. How do you see all this shaking down? Well, lead's not been big all year for anybody, right? No one's really broken a gap. So I think it's going to be like that till Sonoma. Um, it was a good day for us. You know, the PPG car was <laughs> – it seems magical at Team Penske. I think we're all going to be fighting on who gets to drive this car. You know, Simon was, Simon was very jealous I got in this car this weekend in a, in a, you know, in a friendly way, not, not in a bad way. But it's, um, you know, it's a good thing for PPG. They, they have some type of rocket ship. I think, um, I, think I heard Juan had won at Pocono in, the, in this car as well. So Juan's been good in it. Simon's been very good in it last year. It seems to work for us, and we've got it for a couple more races. For, for the end of the year. So hopefully it keeps working. It's magic. But it's, it's a good position to be in in the championship. And, um, you know, I'd rather be leading it than, than chasing. So I'm not going to be mad about that. Joseph, heading to Pocono, you've never had a bad run there. Do you think you can somehow figure out a way to outpace the Hondas there? I hope so. Yeah, I think it's, it's all possible. I think at Indy this year we could have done something potentially. You know, we actually showed a lot of speed in the race. Um, Elio for sure. You know, everyone probably saw Elio's speed the best, but I think a lot of the other cars had speed. Juan was quick. I felt like we had a lot of speed. We drove to the pretty much the top five in the race, and then you know we were yo-yoing back and forth, and then we got in the accident at the end of the race. So I think we have speed that we can show. You know, is it going to be enough to top of those guys? Uh, hard to tell. You know, it's it, they were tough in Indianapolis, and a couple good cars went out, which made it easier. So I think they're going to be tough, but I, I think we just got to maintain striking distance. You know, if we put ourselves in a position to be there, we can capitalize on anything, and, and it's absolutely possible to win. Any final questions? Yes. Joseph, you were strong in the championship last year as well, now leading with uh, just a handful of races left. Did you see this potentially happening, even with the switch to a new team, even though it is Team Penske? I think you always hope so, you know. I mean, I think you, from the outside people look at it, well, you're going to one of arguably the best team in the paddock, you know, with the most history in IndyCar. So you got to look at it and say, well, you should be, you should be great now, right? Um, I think that's what the perception is from the outside. And, and there's parts of you that, that would hope that's true. You know, you, you come to this group and you would hope that you find success pretty, pretty fast because everything's, you know, in order and, and working how it should. I mean, there's no one more polished than Team Penske. But – you know, with the way the series works now, it's very difficult. It's not just, hey, pop in one of the best cars and you're just going to kick everyone's butt if you got the talent. That's not how it works. I mean, every track is very individualized now in IndyCar. And you almost, regardless of the team, you have to figure out a year of each track with a group. You know, the, where we got very good at ECR was I'd been there for five years. You know, different iterations of the team, different personnel. But I'd been there five years. I knew where we went, you know, with setup and direction for every single track. So every year we went to a track, I, I knew where we were and where we're going for this year. At Team Penske, I had none of that. You know, it was like totally new setups, completely different philosophies. And so I had to, like, adjust myself to something I didn't actually like at the beginning of the year. I didn't really love it to start with. And then, you know, you just start molding it to yourself, figuring out how it works for you, and then you just get better and better, hopefully. I think that's been the case this year. We've just been getting better and better as we've had more time together. The more time Brian and me have, the more time I have with the team, I feel like we get stronger. And if we've had success so far, then hopefully that means good things for the future and that we can have even more and potentially better success. So that's my goal. Um, that's my hope. And we'll see how it shakes out. Joseph, both Will and Graham had talked about how the series in general, the, you know, the competition level is so good now. 
and, and Will's mentioned this before, he really doesn't think that the pits need to be closed. So I wondered what your feelings are about that. Because you can be, you know, at the wrong time when you're supposed to come in, there's a yellow, and you can end up, you know, instead of, you can lose the lead. Yeah, I would agree. I think we had this discussion at Toronto. You know, it was, you know, I made a comment that I, I think we should keep them open too. You know, there was a time in the past when, you know, we, me specifically, we weren't always consistent at every round. So it gives an opportunity if you're having a bad weekend to potentially win a race. But when you're always at the front, then you start looking at it differently. You go, well, you never want to be bit by this, right? So we should just get rid of it. Um, you know, the more and more I look at it, the more penalizing I think it is for fast cars on race weekends. And so, yeah, I, I, would, I would like to reverse that. The reason we do it is for safety. But, you know, there's got to be a way that we can figure out safety and keep them open. You know, so I think that's the discussion right now amongst everyone, IndyCar, including the drivers. We're going to try and potentially figure out something different. But, yeah, I'm, I'm for keeping them open on a caution and, and figuring out how we can make that work safely where we don't put anyone at risk. If we can do that, then I would, I'd be all for that procedure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. 